Hey legends, welcome to another week of the Virtus Performance Podcast. Uh, to all of you guys who have been diving into the earlier episodes and shooting messages through, uh, appreciate it immensely. It's it's cool to see that episodes that were recorded a year and a bit ago are still being listened to and value is being take out, taken out of them. Um, I actually listened to one the other day and it was cool to kind of see where my headspace was at and um, see where a couple of people who I've spent the last 12 months with um, were at and to see like the growth and improvement in everyone is super cool. Um, if you have been enjoy- enjoying it, please uh, give it a quick quick share and quick subscribe. If we can keep growing this community, uh, that would be spectacular. Today's episode is a little bit different. Uh Everyone on this this podcast uh, has been on a podcast and had their own episode previously. Uh, we've got the powerful Tommy Turlak, uh, and we also have Sam and Eliza Keck. So, plus Pavlov. Uh, apologies or deal with it. I'm not sure which one. Pavlov, uh, the the beautiful Pavlov, is a canine. Uh, he hung out for the hour or so this podcast went for and made a little bit of noise. So every time you hear a, a bark or a howl or a, or a little whimper, uh, that's Pavlov. He does fall asleep for a fair chunk of it. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he doesn't interrupt us too much. Um, but today's episode, uh, recently Sammy and Eliza had some exciting news. So... Tommy and I decided that we'd do an episode uh, where we discuss this news and, and what it means for Sammy and Eliza's future and what it means for our future and we kind of gave our opinions and, and thoughts and, and, and queries and, and stuff like that and asked a few questions uh, about this news and about how it would affect them and what they were expecting and, and all these kind of things like that so, uh, so that you guys can figure out what news I'm talking about. Let's get stuck in. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Can Pavlov howl? Like on cue? You gotta howl. We all have to howl and then he gets into it. Podcast, I agree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Shit. Yeah, this is Ten uh... minutes of me and Sam howling. <laughs> so, welcome to the Virtus Performance Podcast. This is a. Uh... 
I actually don't know what it, what episode this is. I assume I would have done an intro before this, so... Oh, yeah, true, because you don't know when we're going to release it. Yeah. We don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's um, kind of up to you guys, mm. which we'll dive into that in a minute. But here we have the first five-person podcast for 2018. I think it's the first one. We had like seven. Pavlov identifies as human. Yeah, so yes. we have the first canine on the podcast. We have Pavlov. Pavlov, say hello. Hey, Pav. He still doesn't talk on cue, which is upsetting. Um, we should teach We also have Sammy Keck and okay. Eliza Keck and Tommy T, who can't open a bottle of tonic without getting all, all over it's himself. room temperature. Team, how are we doing? Fantastic. Good. What's happening? So this is, this is a little bit of a, a different podcast, a bit of a different plan in place. We have a bit of an announcement that's kind of already been made, but we're going to make it again, podcast style. Eliza Keck, throw it to us. What's been happening? What's been happening? I've been vomiting all the time. Sam, what did you do? Yeah, are you vomiting all the time, Sam? Just bad, bad at cooking. It's not true. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm a great cook. Uh, do they? <laughs> no, yeah, we're having twins. Shit. Yeah. <sighs> twin so, babies. Twin babies, yeah. Oh well, yeah, you should clarify. We do buy a lot of animals. That... Yeah. Not snakes. Not budgies. Not dogs. Although that would be cool. So, so, so I think it was Tommy's idea, probably the best idea he's ever had, Great to idea. sit down with you guys and have a chat from your point of view as expected parents, and not expected parents of one kid, but two kids who are going to look the same. Yeah. Correct? Mm-hmm. So they are identical. Found out. Yeah. <laughs> identical twins, holy shit. Um, and then Tommy and I are going to throw a heap of like questions at you guys about parenthood and what you're expecting and, and what the plan is and... Mm-hmm. And then the plan is to do another one of these podcasts in nine months when there's two identical balls of skin and baby fat hanging around. Cute. Mm-hmm. Cute balls baby of well, skin and baby if fat. They're more, if they're like Eliza, probably cute. If they're like Sam. Oh, no. This I was an ugly Hopefully baby. they're as hairy as me so they actually are like puppies and then people are like, oh, cute puppy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, take a minute silence to hope that the dominant genes are yours, Eliza. <laughs> yes, yes That would be fantastic. Tell us, so you guys found out you were pre- pregnant, what, a month ago now? No, nah, uh, probably. Two months. It's pretty months. early, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, so it would have been really early in the process, and I was like, something's up with <laughs> with Eliza. I, I was like, I bet she's pregnant. I'll put money on it for a few reasons. She, I, she was a bit tired. She looked a little bit different. Um, I just felt like she, I, I just, I just reckoned, I was just like, I reckon she's pregnant. Um, How I, do they look different? <laughs> you know, you're bull. glowing in the face. Yeah, bullshit. Well, <laughs> hey, no swearing. Um, no, but anyway, I genuinely, um, I, I actually said to her, I reckon you're pregnant, and she's like, nah, definitely not. There's no way. Well, there's no way because I did a test and it said I wasn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wrong, That's apparently, sure. except that. And I how was... long had you been trying at that stage when you thought um, that? that was like How long have you been together for? We've been together for 10 years. They've been trying for about 10 years. Yeah, no. No, it was a first try situation. First yeah. month off the pill. Which there's some, like, reason behind that, isn't there? There's, like, there's well, yeah, after you finish contraception. You, you can I don't have, have to draw a diagram, Tom, but I think it's fairly yeah. simple. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a heightened... Uh, Eliza, go I don't want to say risk, because it sounds like you're not trying, but there's... No, well, well, I, I don't 
know. Someone told me that, but that was like the only reason we thought, because when we thought they were fraternal, we were like, it's not in my family. There's no genetic like yeah. reason to have twins in either of our families. So we were like, well, it must be some hormonal thing. Was like unbalanced from the pill. But Lucky no, stop it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what was it like? Talk us through the process of what it was like finding out. About just being pregnant? Just being pregnant. So, like, because I, I told Liza, I reckon you're pregnant, so she did a test and she wasn't on the test, and I was like, eh, lost my no, mojo. You, I did the yeah. test before you yeah. said that. Did you? Okay. But then, you, yeah, so you said you weren't, and then I went to basketball, I'm pretty sure, on a Monday night, yeah. had a good win, <laughs> beating counters, going for three grand finals, lads. Your dad's a basketball superstar, just so you know that, when you listen to this in the future, kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I came back home and Eliza was sitting on the couch with like this like weird smirk and she's like, there's a, um, I've got a, uh, a letter for you. And like I, immediately I was like, oh, we're pregnant. She's writing me a letter. And she had this card that she'd saved for like, uh, this is how I found out. I'm sure Eliza will tell you how she found out. Um, there was this card she'd saved <laughs> that said, don't freak out. And then I opened it up and it was like, you're going to be a dad. And it was like, I knew it. <laughs> so, so this was, was more just a practice of you being right. Correct. Than, yeah. yeah, that's what that story was. I just want everyone to know that if you're, cons- if you're concerned about whether you are or aren't pregnant, I'm like one of those dogs that can sniff it out. I just, I just know. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Sam Keck pregnancy test. <laughs> so you actually don't need to be in the room. You can actually listen to this podcast and then, then send Sam a message and yep, say and yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. But Eliza, why'd you take the test again? No, so... Um... Because I was a week late and I was like, oh, it's just the hormones being all weird. Because that was apparently really common. And then he's huffing. That's that, that loud breathing is not Tommy T. I really like that he's like pointing to the microphone as he does it too. Just lie down, Pav. Anyway. He's our first job. Yeah. Oh, bless. He is. Sam has two, two Pavlov tattoos. Awesome. If I had tattoos, I'd have to cover up tattoos. <laughs> Stop hitting my chair, Pav. Um... So yeah, no, I um, I'd taken a test and I wasn't pregnant, and that weekend was my birthday, so I was like, sweet, I'll have a. We'd been doing Dry July, um, and then I was like, oh, I'll have a sneaky birthday drink because it's my birthday. Treat yourself. And I'm not pregnant. Because um, I took the test like maybe Tuesday or something, and then Saturday was my birthday. Um, so I actually didn't drink too much. I only had a few drinks. Well, Mass port and some beer. But anyway, and then um, and then I was still <laughs> late, and then I was like, oh, and then Sam had said, yeah, maybe you should try again. And I was like, I'll try it, and I'm not pregnant. And so then, yeah, I did the test, and then did it went mental weird, because I was home alone, and it was just... Yeah, what was that weird. like? Did uh, you just kind of like, I don't know, dance around and... Get excited or was it I just spent 45 minutes frantically trying to find the card I bought like five years ago to give it <laughs> for this exact occasion. And I thought I couldn't find it for ages and I was like, ah, oh, well, there was, I tried to plan. <laughs> it didn't work, but yeah, no. And then the card, I don't know, you should, um, I should find it, but it's like my handwriting's ridiculous because I'm just like, <laughs> and then I had to wait and it took ages to get home. So, That's right, yeah, because yeah, I stuck around and watched uh, David Anderson play because he was playing with Frankston for some reason. Shout out. Yeah, shout out. Olympian. <laughs> Frankston, Matt. He's uh, definitely local. listening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. Oh, probably. I, I would be if I was in the league sports. Listening first time, Mr. First time caller. Yeah. So, what was it like, obviously, starting to tell people you were pregnant mm. and then the transition from, oh, yeah, by the way, we're having twins? <laughs> oh, it all happened in the one fell swoop. Yeah. 
Because we um, well, no, we told family. We told your we told parents, parents, and, and we weren't going to tell even siblings or anything for a little while, because um, it was literally like five weeks or something, six weeks, and then um, yeah, then I think did we tell siblings? I think we did. Yeah, yeah, because you really wanted to tell your brothers. Um, yeah, because and I was like, oh, well, I want to tell my siblings as well. Then yeah, yeah. yeah. it was a little bit of a playoff because I was a bit nervous because you're family all live in the local area yeah. and there's a lot of interconnection. Whereas I have a brother in Africa and Sydney, so it's kind of like, no one's gonna they're not going to tell anyone. <laughs> but then I, I understood. It's not fair on yeah. Sam. Yeah. And to be honest, like, there are enough kids in my side of the family for them to not care enough mind. to go and tell everyone. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously told your favourite neighbourhood strength coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Actually, yeah, you, you, were, you were the first person other than family to find out. Just, yeah. In a bag, Tommy. Well, for, for health reasons, like yeah. you know, not because you actually true. like you a lot. Oh, yeah, fair Sorry. Also, it was nice that we could tell. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the um, the extra prowlers and skipping went undone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, was not. I like, felt fine at that point when I told you I wasn't feeling sick. I was just kind of like, I should probably say something. Just yeah, you're in case. you're way too too nonchalant about because obviously we've like through the gym and through coaching for a long time. We've had a lot of mm. a few pregnancies. Yeah. And you're way too not too nonchalant. You're like, no, nah, I'll be fine. We'll be sweet. We'll just get wrong. We'll just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm like, dude, yeah. <laughs> give it a couple of weeks. And you're a cactus. Oh, man. And you were. I was so <laughs> cactus. Totally I've cactus. been cactus ever since. Yeah. So, so what was it like finding out that you were having twins? Do you want to, do you want me uh, to tell my story and then Oh you well, tell I'll, No, well, I, um, it was a Saturday night. I was at Cam's house. Shout out to Shout him. Shout out. And, you um, were cooking. Yeah, and Coops, Coops and I were at the front of the car, like in my car, watching Ladder Goat, one of the funniest things on the internet, because <laughs> he hasn't seen it. Good. And um, yeah, and then I suddenly was like, uh oh, something's wrong. And so they all, we'd all just arrived, which was a bit awkward. And I was like, I have to go, sorry, <laughs> bye. And thankfully, he's just on Oliver's Hill. So I just took myself to emergency at Frankston. And um, Sam was in Phillip Island drinking quite a bit with some mates. And yep. so I, um, I was in emergency on my own. I called my parents and they were hilarious. Cooper, uh, let it go. I went to no emergency. You're calling me. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, and then I was calling and Sam wasn't picking up at all. So I was in I was a like, really loud bar. Oh my drinking. gosh. So I was texting Andy Vanderbeek because <laughs> he was with him as well. Yeah. And I was just like, emergency, get Sam to call me. And then, um, and then. I called my parents and they were um, they were out for dinner with friends and they just like ditched their friends and were like, we'll pay you back and just ran out the door and <laughs> drove down so fast. <laughs> it was quite funny. Um, but yeah, so then I was just emergency and they just took some bloods and stuff and um, and then next minute Sam had called and he told me he was a bit had a bit too many to drink to drive and I was like, oh. I was like, fuck safe. it, I'm going anyway. Yeah. And then next minute he was there and I was like, that was like 45 minutes. Yeah. Is there any police <laughs> listening to this? I'm sorry, but I'd do it again. Yeah. Bye on. Bite me. You would. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. So. I do not condone drinking and driving, but no. yeah. But, but yeah, so, so we thought it was all over basically at that point. And then, um, yeah, and then so we went home probably about midnight after, yeah. and then I, um, and they said on oh, Monday the, the ultrasound place will be open at the hospital and, and you can come in for a scan to just see if everything's okay. Yeah. And then, um, and then 
Saturday, Sunday morning woke up and I was like, oh, we were just talking about how it's going to be a really crappy Sunday because like... Just waiting. Just, just waiting, waiting to find out, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So we were just sitting there just like, oh my gosh. And I was, of course, as much as everyone's like, it's not your fault. Of course, I was just going through all the things I'd done, like it had it somehow affected them. And yeah. Anyway, and then we, I read something at like 2am the night before because I couldn't sleep about like if they have a, if they can see a heartbeat on the ultrasound, then... Um, regardless of anything, you end up, um, there's like a 90% chance it'll carry through as a normal pregnancy. So that was all I was hoping for. Yeah, and then we literally just said to um, each other how it was going to be a really difficult day. And like, I got a call from the emergency and they were like, oh, we've got a spot for this morning. If you can come in half an hour. Straight in. So, um, yeah, that was just awesome. like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So we're pretty nervous, I think. You can tell the rest. Right. <laughs> this is so. <laughs> I just, it's so funny. The next thing. So we get in there to emergency, and we probably wait. I don't know, maybe ten minutes out the front. Like they're obviously prioritising. Pavlov, good Pavlov. Contributing now. <laughs> Pavlov, Pavlov, come, come on. in. Come Pavlov, well done. Good you tell them. Oh, yeah, I don't like them those either. little children. <laughs> not playing with you. Um, come on, come on. Hey, we shut, put him in here and shut the door. Woo woo woo. Anyway, and yeah, so and then they called us in to get a scan, and um, and you could tell like the lady was like the sonographer was scanning, and she was taking a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Have, okay, come here. Have you gonna be an uncle? Up. Up. Come on. All right. Well then, lie down. Lie down. Lie down. Riveting listening. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it He'll lie down, actually. Um, anyway, and that, she was taking a long time, and of course I was thinking, uh, we were both thinking that um, that it was probably, something must be wrong. Yeah. You know, otherwise she just sort of said, yep, there's the baby, there's the heartbeat, it's all good. And yeah. so I was thinking, oh, she's, she can't find a heartbeat. She's, yeah. you know, we've like, we were, we were was, pretty, I was, we, we were sort of, uh, honestly, I think we were both resigned to the fact we were like, we've, we kind of talked about yeah. what next and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah. And, you know, kind of started almost grieving in advance, preparing yourself. And because and she took ages, and then she, she looked over and she's like, oh, look. And she held the, the scan over a particular spot, and you can see the little heartbeat. She's like, look, there's the little heartbeat. And we're like, oh, my goodness. Like, Eliza's face, I, sh- I wish I was filming. I didn't want to film because I thought it was going to be bad news. Yeah. Um, if I knew it was good news, I would have. Um, it was just like pure elation. Like, I've never seen more relief and excitement mm. and happiness all in one thing. And then... <laughs> Except for when you shaved your mullet. Yeah, correct. That, oh, she was way more excited for that. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> we call it the, the third child. Um, <laughs> and then the lady, like, uh, just kind of so casually just moved over a little bit um, to another spot. And then she's like, and there's the other heartbeat. And Eliza's face, <laughs> it was like you were sitting... Like, I've used this example because it's like you're sitting in your lounge room eating dinner watching TV and then a car crashes into your lounge room or something, it's like the, the thing you least expect gonna, is going to happen because we were thinking we'd gone from one baby to none to, to having two. And I was like, yes, get in! <laughs> and Eliza, I'm pretty sure I just started laughing and Eliza's face was just, um, uh, well, it was still elation because she was still super happy but also kind of like, holy, uh, holy shit, what, what, have, what have we done? Yeah. <laughs> two babies? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. yeah, it was hilarious. So it was, it was the the best day of our lives, but also possibly the most shocking. Yeah. Um, it was definitely the the amount of like emotions that we kind of went through from that night through to the next day was like it was pretty crazy. Just like an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, emotional ride. 
Yeah. And yeah, so, and then because I guess um, we'd both been with different groups of people who both saw us like kind of leave and like there was explanations required and we kind of talked about it because at that stage, it was probably only... I think the reason, the, yeah. for at least from my perspective, because yeah. that day we basically were like, let's tell everyone. Yeah, we're just going to tell everyone. <laughs> let's tell everyone. And the reason we hadn't really, I don't know, like told people I was because of my work is like, I don't know, a permanent job, so I'm trying to keep it under wraps. So I'm on a podcast. Yeah, sure. This is, probably, this is probably the best yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. So I, like, no one listens to this anyway. Eight people listen. <laughs> hey, mum. Mm-hmm. Hey, my mum. <laughs> but um, hey, yeah. Well, we figured we'd start yeah. telling people uh, because, and you also. I just support. wanted, like, yeah. we'd just gone through like hell and back, and now we're in. I didn't know what mo- like I didn't know what state of mind we were just then. It was just like I was crying and happy and freaked out and everything all in one weird thing. And so I was like, no, we need to tell people because yeah. if something bad happens again. I, yeah, screw going through that alone. Why would you? Mm. Like, it's our society sucks at, you know, dealing, dealing with, with death. death. Yeah. Yep. So, and loss. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that, that, yeah, that's that cool because then you get your, your whole community yeah. and whole tribe. And we, and we have you. such a strong yeah. community and tribe, too. It would be yeah. strange to think that, that we might go through, like, the, the most horrible thing anyone could go through and yeah. for no one that we love to know. Mm. Which it just it seemed really weird. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. It, it made it really clear for me. Like, yeah. cause I was like, oh, you meant to tell people yet? You know, well, they say you're not meant to. Like, who's they? But then <laughs> that, that happened, and I was like, no, no, no. screw this. Yeah, yeah. It, it, made, it made sense to us. It's yeah. good. Screw what you meant to do, right? Also, now we knew they were twins. We were holding out initially for the scan. I think oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, we wanted to have a concrete, yeah. concrete, yeah, photo and stuff. Mm. So. Now that it's happening, mm. what are you expecting? <laughs> I am expecting that it will be difficult, but I'm also kind of letting it come. Like as in, I'm, I'm a, I love to know every little last detail. Um, like I just like to know stuff, yeah. and so I'm doing a lot of reading and everything. But I'm totally convinced that that can't prepare you for reality, um, and I'm just prepared for it to be difficult, but also. Awesome, yeah. I'm kind. Of, I'm really open for it to be different to what I expect. Yeah. Um, but it's not like uh, I mean, a different sort of thing, but in a similar way, opening your own business. Um, you know, you've worked before, and I've been around kids before and babies. But when it's your own, it's totally different. Um, and there's a whole heap of stresses and responsibilities that come with it. And I remember the feeling, like you know, of a few weeks into Common Folk, the the overwhelming sense of you know, kind of like it's all on me. And I imagine it will be a similar thing, but in this case, um, I get to do it with Eliza. So. Um, yeah, I wasn't around good. when you opened your business at all. No, no, well, <laughs> you weren't working in it. I, I mean, like, and that's no, no disrespect to my business partners either, because like, obviously they were there, but they weren't working in the business. So, um, yeah, it's kind of cool to be able to do it with your best friend. Um, and then, you know, at the same time, creating humans, in this case, one human split into two. <laughs> yeah, one yeah. Yeah. I, I'm super excited. I, like... I, I don't want to say more excited than Eliza. She has to go through all of the Sam, yeah, hard stuff. Sam's always but I've always twins. wanted twins, so I, I just thought it would never happen, and now it's happening. I'm he like, says yes. With Ginny's hand, I get to deal with all the fun bits. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. How about you, Liz? Oh, yeah. what, what, what are you expecting? Oh, I, I don't know either. I mean, 
um, everyone who's had twins or whatever we've read, it's basically like expect the first year to be really hard to even remember because it's just like chaos and you're just so tired all the time and, you know. So, and then from there apparently it's easier than having one because they're aware of each other by that point and then they can like take care of each other a bit. (laughs) So... Cool, so you're just going to have them parent each other. Yeah. 12 months in, just like, yeah. oh, are we going to have kids? See you later. Outsource. Yeah. Yeah. Half off, half off. Nathan, nanny them. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Easy. Yeah. yeah. So you're just kind of like, going to hang out and see what happens. Mm. Yep. What do you think the biggest day-to-day change will be for you guys? Like, daily life, I guess. Don't they say you don't sleep? I don't know. I don't know. I think it'll be just not being able to do things without considering... You know yeah. what you do with the kids. Yeah. Like that's I reckon that's a big one that people don't think about. Like they know that they have kids, but I think a lot of people are sort of like, oh, yeah, I'll just keep living on out. as we are, but I'll just yeah. have to change nappies. But there's way more to it than that, I well, guess. That was one of the biggest thing when we found out twins that I because I yeah. knew, oh yeah, to an extent you're gonna have to like but also when babies are small, you just put them in the little container and take them around, like to yeah. an extent. You're tired, but you can do just that. Get a little lunchbox in there. I used to like I used to nanny seven kids, one of which was four weeks old. So I kind of have a reasonably good idea. Impressive. But That's cool. um, but at the same time, like Having two, two, it's like you can't fit them. Like you can't go to the supermarket as easy. Like yeah. I've been dreaming. I've been having dreams about oh, this supermarket has twin. Twin um, <laughs> like positions for the for the um, trolleys. Tro- trolleys. Why is that my dream? How boring have I become? Like, yeah, this is your life. This thinking. is your life now, man. But that's what I mean. Because like, how do you go yeah. to the shops when you've got two? Yeah. You can't put them in the thing. Mm. You can't do a trolley and a pram. I don't know how they actually. Sleep in the car, crack a mm-hmm. window. Yeah, crack a window. It's fine. We were at the zoo the other day and yeah. we saw. A mum with. There was like, a couple of twins. There was a bunch of, yeah, either like really close together kids mm. or twins. Mm. And I was like, you're going to have to think about what pram to get. Are you going to get like yeah. a side by side, which is stupid, I <laughs> yeah, think. Yeah, super big. It's too wide. Yeah, you can't so, do it anyway. Or you're going to go the stack, which is like one in front, one in back. And that's like a complex that your kids are going to have. Yeah. Oh, the front kid. <laughs> <laughs> This is you're at the front because you're the best, or you don't mind getting damaged. You're the shield, <laughs> the shield child. Kid one's gonna stop kid two. Totally. Really yeah, early. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. all these things you're gonna have to come across, which normal parents don't really have to with just one. Yeah, you've got a bunch of different yeah. chaotic things. There's well, like a, a multiple births like support group thing in Frankston mm-hmm. that you can join, which yeah. everyone said just go to that, and then you can find out like what's the best plan, yeah, what's totally. all that, all that yeah. kind of. Twin yeah. paraphernalia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, even Sam's yeah. going to get like a double wrap where he's going to have one on the front, one on the back. One on each boob. Yeah, good. Yeah. Because I think, yeah. not putting words in Sam's mouth, but I think he <laughs> thinks it's going to be pretty chill and his day to day is going to be more or less the same. He's going to wake mm-hmm. up, he's going to strap the kids on, and he's going to walk down to Comfolk, get a yeah. coffee, kind of chill out. Two soy milk baby chinos. Probably. Yeah. No, they'll be on espresso pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just um, skip the. Yeah, he'll just kind of hang out on his laptop, standing up at the roast bar, <laughs> hang out, and then there. wander back. Like, yeah, yeah. easy as. Be like. mm-hmm. I think he, I think in his mind, like, he's yeah. like, what do you mean? <laughs> You're you Week three, he's going to crawl in and go, help me. Walls. Sorry, mate. You got yourself in this position. It's true. I haven't left yeah. my house in five weeks. Yeah, I think... Like you said, sleep. I think just the fact that one is going to be awake and one's going to be asleep, and it's going to wake the other one up. Yeah. No, I think uh, they're never going to be asleep at the same time. All the good advice was like it was like 
with one kid, never do this, but with two, you should just get them on the same schedule. And if one's asleep and the other one wakes up, wake the other one up too. So yeah. they force them yeah, to be force very them to much feed. the same. Yeah. Which was because you wouldn't do that if, like, well, apparently you wouldn't do that if you um, had a, like a single baby, but parents were all like the same. They're like, yeah. mm-hmm. you can try and let one of them rest while the other one's fed, but like, legitimately, you'll put the other one down and then immediately the other one will wake up and they'll literally be, be no sleep. Feeding. So I guess we'll probably, I think it sounds like, Having a really like tight schedule is really important with twins um, yeah. because otherwise it's double the work. How would that go with you? Because person. you're not the tightest, most scheduliest person <laughs> in the world. No. Um, well, luckily I won't be the one breastfeeding them if they can breastfeed, I suppose. Um, but I think uh, at night time it won't be so bad because I don't. I'm not a. Um, I don't have a lot of sleep anyway. It's a zombie. Yeah, a bit of a zombie. So I think that I'll probably be able to support Eliza in that sense. But during the day, um, like realistically, I'll have to be at work um, probably fairly soon after the birth. How fairly soon? I don't know. Like, will we say? Like, I haven't spoken about this one yet. No, we did. I think Eliza, Eliza told me I have to take six weeks off, which yes. I'm happy to try and do. Thank you. Um, <laughs> That's going to kill you. Yeah. Well, I mean, but the thing is, <laughs> I, I live really dead. close to work, so I'll be here just with the baby. You think he's going to be away from work for six weeks? Yeah. yeah. I'm not allowed to lift. If it's a Caesar, you're six weeks out. I'll have to be at home. So, um, yeah, I think it'll, it'll be tough. Like, like, I mean, I'm, it, it, it'll shake it up. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll have to get very rigorous. I mean, it's I'm much more organized and structured than I was pre-owning a business. Um, <laughs> and so I think this just will be another string to that bow of improving my coordination of my life. You mentioned, you mentioned reading a lot. What resources have you started like diving into to start learning about it? For me, like the most recent has been because we found out we're having uh, uh, Modi twins, which is um, identical but two different amniotic sacs but one placenta. Um, And so it makes it a risky pregnancy. Um, And so I've been reading a lot of scientific papers on any research to do with that compared to other types of twins slash other babies and everything. Just because I want to know the chances of everything, which for some people would scare them, whereas for me, I just, I like to have that information so that I know how much to not or too worried um yeah so probably more of the medical research papers have you been um, saying once because like because mm-hmm. i remember asking you about it once and you're like oh, no, i'll just kind of go yeah. with the flow yeah i, I expected you to be more flow. i expected you to be more like that yeah no um not when it's about myself yeah yeah if it was like researching for work or something i'm all over it like <laughs> yeah. i want to know everything and i want to be like the most knowledgeable person there can be on that topic but um about this, it's kind of like it's not going to change anything I do. Well, I more rely on. I just want to make sure I have good doctors and stuff around, and then just rely on them to do all the reading. Yeah. <laughs> and you're also exhausted and sick. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've been really sick yeah. and really tired, so it's just made everything a bit tough. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. Who Who are you guys like leaning on in terms of support networks? One, like people around you, but also people that have experienced this before. Oh gosh, there's no like one person in particular. I think family is pretty big, but my parents, my mum was like devastated because they've got like this big holiday, like two and a half month holiday booked that she's they're now on, and she's like <laughs> having a great time, but she wanted to be here. Yeah, but um, uh, she can just be here for the fun mm-hmm. stuff, like twenty yeah. wake ups and. I've already yeah. made a, them cancel the holiday next year, so <laughs> <laughs> my dad's a bit sad. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no. Um, I think I don't know. I've just been talking to anyone who's had yeah, kids. Yeah, anyone, yeah. And everyone. 
and especially anyone who's like connected to Twitter. So it's actually weird. We know it's like a disproportionate number of people who are or twins or have had twins yeah. so I feel like we, we've got a bit of a scope to prep up so my dad is an identical twin which a oh, lot really? of people are like oh that explains it that's why you're having identical twins I'm like nah the science the science behind it is, shows that it's totally random and not hereditary whatsoever so yeah. Yeah. we're just so I think it's three in a thousand births are identical right. and so somehow that managed to happen two times in space of two generations Mm. So uh, I don't know, but um, but I know like in the water. you know like uh, I talked to your uh, mum a bit, lucky because um, obviously your sisters are twins, and I've talked to uh, um, uh, Brooke Johnson, her sister's having yeah. uh, twins as well. Um, there's a lot of people who one of our friends, her sister just had twins. It just seems to be not uncommon for some reason. Coop's a twin. Yeah, Coop's a twin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got a twin sister. So fortunately for Grace, it's not they're not identical. <laughs> 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 oh, but it's also probably Jen as well. Ah, and of course, one of our um, one of our close friends, uh, Jen, is a pediatrician, um, and she's actually not currently working. She's not even a pediatrician. She's just spending, like she's just spending her time smashing walls in Vers and common folk. <laughs> like so, sidebar for everyone listening. Yeah. So in, in in a week and a half, Jen fell through a roof at common folk and then like she's knocked so knocked a hole in a wall at Advertis. And slight hamstring strain while she was uh, warming yeah. up. So I don't actually, I don't know how well, that happens. How does she look after children? No, oh, well that's that's it. That's it. Yeah. Like, I hope you can look after others because you're not looking after yourself very well. No. But, oh, but, um, she's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And she's and been really out. good. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Jane yeah. Moon. She get her on a podcast. That'd be. I'm sure she's got. Mate, fascinating story. She's break my mind. Oh my god. Yeah. She told us kick it over. so yeah. many. We went away on a ski weekend, and she was telling us all the weird requests they've had for births, and it's really? like hilarious. Give me the top two. I don't know if we should though, just yes, in case. Yes, you should. Well, no, she didn't. Public. She didn't go into details about. Uh, no, who they were, but like, yeah. I don't know. You oh, I think I feel. I can't, I'm trying to remember. Um, there was the one who wanted who had the Caesar the emergency Caesar and then she asked if they could put the baby up there anyway just so it could get the flora oh that's right yeah so the idea that if you don't have uh, if you don't have a vaginal birth then you're compromising the immunity of the immune system of your child just put it in the dirt when it's out well yeah so she actually asked the doctors to like Shove the head put, up. Put the head in her vagina. Smell it! Smell it! <laughs> <laughs> so they can get her flora yeah. from no, her no, yoni. Okay, so legit, no, but there is, like, some science around. No, 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 I know, I know. It was Mainly for allergies, like, big deal. Like, yeah. just get... Um, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I think, dude, there's a lot of guilt with, like, certain oh. views on parenting, like, where, where, like, mothers and, I guess, fathers feel, like, that if they don't do a certain thing a certain way, that, like, they've compromised... Yeah, um, you know, yeah, a bit child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's actually funny. I never got that before. I'm like, oh, don't just don't be an idiot. Whereas now, I think um, I'm starting to question every decision we're making, uh, just because I'm like, oh, well, I want to make an informed one and do something mm-hmm. properly, as opposed to just kind of being like, ah, oh, the kids chucking yeah. me in the woods, they'll survive. What have, have you changed? Have you guys, like, apart from Eliza mm-hmm. not getting hammered on weekends, mm-hmm. have you guys changed anything day to day? In, you know. I'm literally doing everything for Eliza and then she yells at me if I don't do like one thing. She's like, I'm pregnant. Ooh. I reckon that's about 8% true. That's 80 is that, or 8 Is that yeah, not yeah. true? I think you're about 20% true. Right. Um, Slightly more attentive. Yeah. So like sometimes when I'm really sick, but like actually after our big scare, Sam was like, so like I was waking up at three every morning vomiting. Like I was really sick I a wasn't. lot. 
And Sam sleeps through everything, right? He can sleep through flipping anything. And yet, I would just be, like, rolling around, like, in agony. And he'd be up and he'd be, like, making sure I was okay and stuff. Which he woke up. Like, that was just crazy weird. And I think it was because he was scared and, you know, everything. But that that phase has already gone away again. (laughs) And he's back to being a bit, like... Last night, I don't even remember this. I was so tired. We had friends over and I kind of fell asleep while they were there because <laughs> I couldn't keep my eyes open. And I had a throbbing headache that was in my face Ooh. as well. And I just asked Sam to get me Panadol and he said no. And then <laughs> no, no, I just it's fell asleep. Like, no, I heard like it was a mumble. So like, oh, give me a Panadol. I'm like, Give me a Panadol. No, but if she, if she, like, no, I thought she was just kind of, children. I thought she was just having a whinge, but she wasn't. I, I was, I was like holding a bucket and half but asleep. She, no, but you were asleep. Like I thought you were like just talking. <laughs> Eliza talks in her sleep sometimes. <laughs> she like mumbles shit. I would have got her a panel. I apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were like, you know, yeah, lucid. I went out to I was like, seven months time. I'm just, still. I'm sensing like. Sam, you need to take me to the hospital. Take yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll oh, fine, I'm fine. I'll get you an Uber. Yeah. Well, it's funny. We like, like more likely than not now, given the type of pregnancy we have, we'll probably just be given a date and we'll go in for a Caesar. Yeah. We won't have a choice because mm. um, of the type of pregnancy. So yeah. that's interesting. That was something we've not thought of. Like when you're having one child, you kind of feel like you have autonomy over how it's delivered. You know, yeah. you can choose. You know to have a natural birth um, and if that's not going to work you can choose to have a Caesar whereas we'll probably be relying on um, the advice of our medical professionals and obstetrician and already it appears to be more likely than not it's we'll changing have and a, changing a cesarean yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess yeah. that limits the bandwidth of things that can go wrong maybe yeah I think that's yeah. definitely the logic behind it though. having a modi natural birth is super super risky um, for the, especially for the second twin. Yeah. 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 It's the other not one that comes along. Yeah. Which one's going to be your favourite? First one or second one? Oh, underdog. Yeah. Underdog. No, no, second one. Contingency. <laughs> maybe, Contingency. Maybe, the, maybe the second one is just being, being um, like patient and just yeah, yeah. going, you go out because I'm going to smash you for the next 20 years. <laughs> oh, do you know what they before? Well, my dad was the second twin. Yeah. So Steve always makes sure, it reminds him that, like, you know, he was, you know, second twin. nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Some people don't tell their kids, like, the order. Well, I was going to juggle them and so I don't even know. Which it, can, one. <laughs> it can be a bit like yeah. of a, a like, yeah. I was reading, of course, some mum blog or whatever, and that actually it became a bit of an issue for this woman's kids because the, the one who was told they were first kept bullying the other one with that. <laughs> and, like, three-year-olds. That's you know, all you've got. Like that age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah no. So it's like. Oh, I sh- you should just not tell them until they're, yeah. Yeah. until they're old enough. Well, I would just say, I just tell them, even if you knew, because you probably know, because they're gonna. I yeah. just be like, oh, we don't. We just we we um, juggled you, so we actually. And it'd come out. Which, it'd you come know. out. You would you wouldn't be able to keep it. <laughs> what what kind of mum do you want to be, Eliza? Ooh, what do you mean by kind? I don't know. There's what kind of parent will you be? That's a broad question. It's a very broad question. <laughs> like intentional. Trying to intentional think of broad la- like labels or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, a parent. Oh yeah. Doing my best. Yeah, trying. Good. <laughs> yeah, good answer. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything particular. Well, we kind of asked this before before we turned on the mic before Lucky was here because he was late. Cause <laughs> Sorry, but things like, what about your parents? Do you love and want to 
put that into being a parent yourself or what did they do that you think could have been done differently maybe not negative oh, but you would do differently. yeah something you would do Ooh, differently good. like things that you've obviously seen and or even mm. just other parents that you've seen do something or mm. like we use the example of like maybe technology is a good one to jump off with seeing kids with technology mm. you guys mentioned some people you've seen do it well some people who do it poorly like mm. what's your stance on technology as the kids are growing up yeah well I think um you, you don't want to... Yeah. And this, for all we know, could change. It's very this nice This is why we're doing it now. Oh, man, exactly. I can just see, uh, like, future selves being like, <laughs> fucking what idiots. idiots. <laughs> Such idealists. But, um... But this is the time to be an idealist because, you exactly. know, we don't have to deal with the uh, opposite, <laughs> the actual reality yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, if we would probably prefer to have um, not too much screen time all the time. So it would be, like, a set time maybe when they're going to bed or when they're... Like, a certain, you know every day they only have a little amount and you know when you like go out and but actually we were also saying because it's twins it'll probably be easier because when you go out and you're like talking to your mates and stuff you see these people trying to chat and their kids like give me something to do and so they just give them the phone yeah, your kids they'll have each other yeah. exactly <laughs> they'll, just, like <laughs> they'll just muck around together yeah. so it'll be hopefully a bit less yeah. difficult to actually yeah. monitor that yeah I kind of see a little bit of us versus them. They're going to gang up on you two. It's ah! cross trouble. If they're like yeah, me, like yeah. Yeah. if they're like Eliza, they'll just be seeking our approval all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't lie. I didn't do anything wrong. Eliza used to freak out when she was a kid because um, her brothers told her that she had lie in her name because her name was Eliza. No. And she got really upset because she thought it meant that she had to lie and she didn't want to lie. How good are brothers? Yeah. <laughs> Don't know. To give you some context. So we definitely want our kids to be as cute and nice as Eliza and not like me. Oh, but, you know, I guess you think outside the box, which is good. Mm, when you were a kid. I mean, there was that time you stole $20 out of your mum's wallet to go buy lollies and then you didn't know what to do when you had all this change, so you threw it in the bin. Yeah, I didn't realise how much money $20 was when sherbet bombs cost like 10 cents each. Oh, yeah. Sherbet bombs. How many of them? Okay, Matt, you're going to bought like 200 sherbet bombs. Yeah, it was was out of my death. Just literally chucked it in the bin. (laughs) Like $19. That's hilarious. Yeah, so you say think outside the box, but you know, could could have fought harder. Yeah. Well, what about, oh, your sister was afraid of the dark, so you used to pretend to be the dark and talk to her. And be friendly to her. And make her like the dark. What a cute, weird thing. Like, weird childhood, but cute. Like, to make his sister feel better, he would pretend to be dark. So she yeah. liked it. That's the nice. dark was called Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's good. This is probably the time to mention that Sam was fed kombucha, kombucha whatever, like, fermented yeah, food. Yeah. Very young. <laughs> yeah. yeah, before it had flavours. And it's, the ironic thing is that my mum is, like, um, she, she's all about sobriety and, like, total, like, you know, like, um, abstinence from alcohol. Yeah. Um, but she she actually was homebrewing once before I'd ever, ever figured out that homebrewing could uh, could get you a cheaper beer. Um, yeah, Jenny Keck, the original homebrew. Shout out. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Good. What about things like vaccinations? That's a pretty clear cut one. I think we're both for us, yeah. Well, I mean, coming both of us coming from, I guess, a fairly scientific background, the the, the jury the jury was out a very very long time ago on vaccinations. Mm. Um, they'll be getting vaccinated. 
Yeah. Uh, having said that, and, you know and this, is, this is important for me, is that I don't just assume that things make sense. Like I've, I've read some literature on it and I've talked to enough people who know what they're talking about yeah. to be confident. But there's some vaccinations that, um, you know, are less necessary or required than others. But yeah. all of the standard ones, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They've saved like so many millions of lives that it's the, the, like for me the arrogance to think that you would know better and you know be above it's that it's really better. frustrating it's about control I think yeah yeah and, and I and I sympathise in the sense that like ignorant people be ignorant but um, but I just wish that you'd get educated you sound very sympathetic though I'm not sympathetic I'm really I think sympathetic. You're, <laughs> fucking, you're a fucking idiot I sympathise you you're you're start with the you know, I'm sympathetic, but it's a tactic. Mm. <laughs> oh, lull them into a false sense of security. Yeah. 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 Jump with the infection. But uh, my mum is, she questions vaccinations a lot. And actually, the reason being, me, when I was a kid and I was vaccinated, I had a really bad reaction. Which actually, like, so it goes to show. one reason why yeah. we would consider not doing yeah. it. Like, you, you were very yeah. sick when you were yeah. little and got And so, and that, and, but that's actually, like, it's the exception that proves the rule. It's like, okay, vaccinations, there is a risk. But the risk of not being vaccinated is so significantly oh. higher. It's not even... It'd be like saying, oh, well, I can't think of a good metaphor. But I'll think of a good metaphor. You just talk to anyone who's really old who had polio yeah. or you talk Measles. to the... Talk to the... Um, like, I, at Frankston in the um, Peds ward, there's... I don't know if she's still the nurse unit manager, but I was talking to her, the woman who'd been nurse unit manager there for like 30, 40 years or something. Yeah. And she just... She basically... She'd been a nurse through the vaccinations becoming a thing and then no like you know and then this whole new phase and she was just like if I could bring in like parents to come and see like and she's so upset that whooping cough's coming becoming a bit more common again and she's just like you hear these little babies struggling to breathe and it breaks yeah. your heart and you're just so angry so avoidable and it's so avoidable mm-hmm. um and she's like yeah. and when people say oh it's a personal decision I'm kind of like yeah but um, but it's a bit of an arrogant one too for you to think like you know you're flying an aeroplane and you don't question that it's going to you know crash down to the ground but then you're questioning someone who's you know like uh, like literally we've spent more time investing in medicine and healthcare than we've been flying aeroplanes mm. like the the science behind vaccinations working is significantly stronger than the science behind you know keeping a plane in the air and yet you'll fly a fl- in a fl- fucking plane and then you're like no the doctor's trying to like support big pharma and kill my child like no <laughs> fuck you seriously <laughs> fuck you <laughs> Wow. You heard it from Sam. He's sympathetic, but... That's so true. You should have a spin-off podcast series. It's called I'm Sympathetic, But... Tommy and Ryan have told me to do this for years where I just rant about shit. He's good. Yeah. yeah. But I don't want to offend people. I know I've just offended like a whole bunch of people who live in Red Hill and stuff, but... I don't know. Red Hill has the lowest vaccination rate in the area. Really? really? Yes. What do you think it is? They don't have enough to cover herd immunity. Um, I think it's... Yeah, yeah don't take it. I think it. when you're wealthy enough and living in a country that is um, affluent enough and, and has good enough healthcare and everything to sort of... You don't need some of those things that are integral for um, survival in, say, you know, areas of the world where um, disease is more prevalent um, yeah. and healthcare is not mm-hmm. available. I think that you can be lulled into a false sense of it can't happen to me and... Yeah. And, and, and it's that sort of like, you know, like organic food is better than inorganic food. And it's like, well, you know, like maybe you can avoid some shitty pesticides, but actually if you had like a, you know, like a perfectly safe fertilizer that just happened to be made in a lab, mate, the chemicals are the same as the ones that you get from chicken shit. Yeah. Um, just like, depends, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it depends. And, and I'm not, I don't want to like poo poo all of that kind of stuff because there is good science 
to certain elements of all of those ideas. The problem is that people assume that because one thing is good, then all of it must be good. Um, and that's, that's just really not true. <laughs> Just like, you know, like one shitty thing will happen and Nestle will, you know, create like, a, you know, a formula for kids in China that ends up actually causing them to be severely malnutrition and like injured and stuff. And therefore, you know, like all formula is bad. And it's like, well, that's just not true either. Mm. Throw the baby out of the bathwater. That's it. Pun intended. So to speak, babies. Mm. Oh, surely if you threw one out, you'd realize the other one. Like if one's still there, you'd be like, where'd the other one go? Oh, no, we got to go back up. You've got to back up. Shit, it's plan B. What, what about education? Like, how, what was it like you guys growing up at school and how do you want your kids' education to vary or differ from what you experienced? Well, I, so, being all like, oh, no, we disagree with this, but I just think, I think it comes down to the kid as well. Um, yeah. So, um, and I was talking about this with Tommy the other day and I've talked about it with Eliza heaps, is that if you've got a child who you know is, is a creative intellectual and is going to, you know, do really well in a system that, um, supports you know like creativity and intellectual stimulus and really stretches you and, and challenges you then I consider sending them to a school that really ticked those boxes depending on what it was but if you've got a child who you know is much more practical or you know just doesn't display you know um, those sort of characteristics and you try and pick a, a school that kind of supports those which means the whole public private debate is yep. less you know is private better or public better it's like well what's going to be better for our kids I think I for me, it was very social aspects. Like, yeah. if your kid's super outgoing and social and would thrive in either environment, that's cool. But if your kid is a bit more shy and needs nurturing, maybe one is better than the yeah. other. Because mm-hmm. I think if your kid maybe is less outgoing and confident in themselves, they might be easily led mm-hmm. and yeah. could could go down a path maybe that you don't disagree, that you disagree with as yeah. parents or yeah. something. So maybe yeah, I don't know. I think it's it. more social yeah. a lot of the time because yeah. school is our our social. Your friendship group it's has so world. much more effect on you than your parents. Until yeah. you become an adult, it is your whole world socially, pretty much. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're the ones influencing you pretty much, at, probably as teenagers as well. They're going to be influencing your kids more than you guys are Definitely. a lot of the time. So choosing the social aspect of it as well as the intellectual side is very important, I think. Absolutely. So, and I don't think you can make a blanket rule for each kid I think yeah. for well instance, this is like, it twins like yeah. identical twins well if they have quite different personalities you've yeah. got the added thing of do you split them up or not Yeah, you I don't reckon. Be comfortable with that I just I think that would be less likely than likely yeah. as yeah. in like just seeing what my dad and his up. brother are like they <laughs> they were they actually needed each other like you yeah. know when they were younger so that's an interesting pretty, I think it'd be rare to have identical twins that don't that aren't each other's best friends at least for the formative yeah. years you know yeah that was like Brion. I was talking to yeah. Brion, a friend of ours who's got a twin, and he was saying, you know, you go to school and all those things are not as scary because mm. yeah. you've got a best You're match best with master. you. Yeah. So and you're experiencing everything for the first time together. Mm. Yeah. Together, so you don't feel... Yeah. It's like and that, that'll be an interesting sort of um, pathology as well, like, you know, how you... Like, they're going to have such a social experience their entire yeah. lives... Um, you know, when 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 do you deviate from that, or when? It's do you, dependency yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, like, where does that? You know, I guess we'll see that as parents. Do like, you think it's important yeah. to introduce that independence in them earlier than I think later? So. Yeah, like in a healthy way. So maybe yeah. Yeah, 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 different sure. instruments or different sports or those. It's like how people like okay, suggest, we'll make them make their own you know, band. Don't let your kids, <laughs> don't let your kids sleep in. Bass, like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, one drums. You know, one yeah. guitar. The band's gonna be called Sounds Like Kick. You're welcome. But yeah, I think it's very interesting. So like. I know a couple of twins and very, very dependent on each other. Mm. Uh, it can be creepy. It can be. And also, 
healthy dependence or unhealthy dependence mm. can be a thing. So when they become adults, like yeah. having relationships, yeah. like romantic relationships or even just friendships, like they're very unwilling to deviate from just being with each other and it has to the other one has to agree with it kind of thing. There's this committee almost to how they run their lives yeah. as opposed to yes. this independence. As opposed to like a safety net, it's more of a like everything must be <coughs> joint decided on, which is... Yeah, no. So I think, yeah, you guys will cross that earlier than later, which yep. is, sounds like a good idea. Yeah. yeah. They're not ident- identical, but my sisters are like the twin equivalent of yin and yang but they're like best friends yeah. at the same time which like, is awesome nice. they don't need to spend a heap of time together and mm-hmm. they do a lot of time but and their relationships definitely progressed and grown over mm-hmm. the last few years as they've both experienced different things mm-hmm. but they're super different like what was like what was it like being the older brother of twins did you <laughs> like did they always have a closer bond to each other than you and your other sister had to um, yeah I think it was the three of them against me a lot of the time and I don't know yeah, if I'm yeah. just saying that or if, or if that, that was actually <laughs> the case or if I just felt that but that was your view yeah. that, that was my view but like I know like Beck and Jess so Beck and Sarah are the twins Beck mm. and Jess are the Jess is the middle one mm. she they got on really well yeah um, <clears throat> so it was kind of like Sarah and I got on really well as well um, and then obviously we all went through our adolescent angst as anyone's <laughs> as going you do. to yeah so you know it's funny because there's probably times where I got on with Jess the best and then times when I got on with Beck and then times when I got on with Sarah and you know we're very fortunate um, to have two well adjusted parents who got us to the point where when we were older and when we were past that that teen angst for lack of a better term we're able to like now we've got amazing relationships and I don't necessarily have to see them all the time to have that close relationship and I think they're the same with each other like Sarah spent nine months overseas and Beck did the same thing last year and um, it's cool to see Sarah play footy love footy um, be heavily into outdoors and stuff and Beck being not to say Sarah isn't but a little bit more intellectual mm. as, um, a little bit more into the, the reading and the science and psychology side of things mm. um, which is cool because mm. you know they both experience the same schools Obviously, yeah. different sports growing up. Got dressed in the same outfits. Nah. <laughs> you guys can do that? Oh, I think occasionally. Hijinks, you know. <laughs> just like, take the piss? Just, yeah, just trick them. Just don't tell them there's two of them. And then just, this like, is the first, as soon as I found out you had twins, I was really happy for identical because I just feel like if they're anything like 1% of Sam, they'll be totally. the most fun and they'll just cause like Habit. mayhem <laughs> they'll just trick everyone yeah. and I'll encourage this wholeheartedly like yeah, yeah, yeah. KT asked me to ask that question about oh, dressing yeah. the same and I said if they're anything like Sam they're going to dress super weird completely different but they'll look the same yeah they'll look yeah. the same because they're both weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well actually it was one thing we, we've always talked about is like people like oh you need to find out the sex so that you can you know dress appropriately and I was just like do, do people still do that like do yeah. you buy pink for a girl mm. and blue for a boy like I was the uh, I was you're the so progressive whatever well, no, but not even that like <laughs> like so to give some clarification like my, when I was a kid I had an older sister and I was second so I just wanted <laughs> to be like I just wanted whatever she had because yep. like you know, yeah. I, you know why does she get it you looked up to her yeah. and so this lady from our church we went to uh, like made this beautiful frilly dress with puffy sleeves for my sister yep. and I was like oh I want one so she she made me like this Basically, it was like a, sh- a blouse that <laughs> looked the same as my sister's dress, and I was like, "Yeah, it's the best." He was like, that. "I think it might have been my third Christmas, maybe <laughs> <laughs> birthday." I think I was about three, maybe a little bit older, and I got a Barbie. Nice. Mum and Dad were like, "Yeah, nice. planet. That's cool." Yep. Just, I think it's 
and you guys are probably very similar if I know you guys at all. You're not going to put any gender stereotypes in there. Not really. But also you're not going to go the complete opposite and treat boys like girls so to try and force them, them to well, change. I think, I think my point is that I think kids are kids. I, yeah. I mean, I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I've, you know, I've spent a fair period of my life as a child. Um, <laughs> but also, I, I just, rem- and I, re- I do distinctly remember um, not understanding sexuality like well probably too far into my teenage years <laughs> um, like as in like it just wasn't a thing so you I just um, like that's why I was so comfortable wearing you know, and my mum was great like dress ups men you could dress up as whoever you wanted it didn't yeah. mean I had to dress up as you know other boys it was just like yeah. you know it's part of being creative and I was lucky in that sense my mum was like an art teacher and super creative and yeah. everything and, um, and I just think that kids can um Kids can just be kids, um, yeah, yeah. and I'll just encourage them to be themselves, yeah. um, for sure. Like, and be proud of that because, like, how could you not be proud of your kids? Yeah, love them regardless. Yeah, unless yeah. they're shit. Yeah, in which case I'll uh, you know, lock them in the basement. Unless they're terrible people. Sam, yeah. what are you gonna do if one of them or two of them? If, what if they're bullies? Oh, that's a what? Oh my Punch goodness! Right there. I talked to Beck Van uh, about this. Uh, yeah. One of our, the crew who works with the common folk because like her kids are great. <laughs> Shout out. And I, and I just said the one thing I'd be really shattered would be if my kids were like bullies who yeah. were just really mean yeah. like to other kids for no reason. You know, like picking on vulnerable kids. Yeah. Like I, I, I have a really strong sense of, and Tommy will testify this, I really like outcasts and want to see them um, built up and I want, you know, I want... I would love my kids to go out of their way to involve people who are on the outer. Yeah, um, and actually, I think I would say in this, part, in this room here, I can all of us have that personality to a certain extent. Um, and it would the, the the thing I would be the most shattered would be if my kids were the opposite of that. Yeah. And, um, and were bullies and and actually picked on you know kids that are unusual. It'd be very hard for like. <laughs> it's gonna be hard for my kids to not be unusual though. So I'd say <laughs> if anything, they'll probably be the ones getting beaten up. Yeah. Other than they might be huge and hairy. So. No, they won't come in. No. Yeah. We'll teach them how to be jacked and strong. What do you reckon, Eliza? We've talked about this. What, about, what do I reckon? Like, not wanting our kids to be bullies. Yeah, no. Well, what would you do if you found out they bullied someone? I don't know what you do. Yeah. Because no one in my family, like my, none of my brothers or sisters. <laughs> yeah. No, but no. Yeah, they didn't bully me that. But they weren't, none of, like, I, I've never seen parenting of a bully because none of us were bullies. Yeah. Mm. Same. Like Pete Keck, um, legend, shout out there. Big legend. He, he's, he was, like, probably he's the most admirable. He's my third favourite, third or fourth favourite Keck. Yeah. It's definitely, <laughs> he's my favourite Keck. Um, <laughs> I like well, definitely beverage. Um, no, but he, he, yeah. um, he actually stood up for like uh, kids. He's what like I love my kids to be like Pete, uh, yeah, Uncle Pete, because he um he got expelled from school for beating up a kid who <laughs> beat up his best friend. That's fucking. And right. I'm kind of like I'm not surprised. I'm not I'm not into violence myself, but like if anyone's gonna be violent, be violent um in a just sense. Yeah, you know, like yeah. stick up for people, defend those who can't defend themselves. Yeah, yeah um, like that. that sort of justice is important to me. Mm. So mm. yeah, do that, twins. If you're thinking of being a bully, bully the bully. <laughs> be, like be like the fat kid on YouTube who like like pillow drives the, the kid <laughs> yeah. and punch him in the face in the ground. Yeah. 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 How good how good is PK? What a man. Seriously. 40, 40 chin ups in a row. Ridiculous. Yeah, he's a freak. Shut up. Um, what a man. Um what <clears throat> the I guess the belief side of thing is really hard, as we we're talking about before, mm. for parents not to like pass down their beliefs, right? Um, what are you guys going to do to either ease back on it or, like, you know, how are you going to approach that subject? Yeah, yeah. Eliza? Oh, 
currently. <laughs> we haven't said much. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Um, I don't know. I think um, the way you treat your kid will be very dependent on how their personality is. I, yeah. When they're little, little, like certainly we're going to want to instill, you know, um, manners and and being considerate and kind and, and all those kinds of things. And then as they get older and they start questioning, like, why and all that, I guess we cross that bridge when we come yeah. to it. But, um yeah, I don't know. You're more the philosophical one of the two of us. I'm pretty straight edge. I'm very justice focused, so I would just be like, it's the right thing to do because that would be so bad if it happened to you, so yeah. then it happened yeah. to someone else. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty very simple much for kids to empathy. understand too. Yeah. yeah, empathy seems to be a pretty, yeah. I think, easy thing. Like, I don't think kids naturally think it because they're quite. But like, you can teach it. But I think you can teach it, and as soon as you do, like when they, I'm thinking. The good thing is sharing is not going to be an option. <laughs> <laughs> So hopefully they're more Half empathetic. Half a baby cheek, you know, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's um, because um, which would be lovely to see. Like, I did know, say hopefully. to a friend, I did um, Brian again, the yeah. twin. He said, "Oh, you become really patient because you know, I'm dad feeding that one, so you just wait yeah. and then I'll feed you." Yeah. And it was just he's like, "You get that's very cool. patient." Yeah, like, yeah cool. cool. And I guess from a um, maybe a more um, like a philosophical outlook on life, I think that like so, Eliza and myself both have like I guess a Christian faith. And I really appreciated my parents investing in that part of my life yeah. for me in terms of like I'm glad that they didn't just leave me hanging, you know, at like kind of like and, and just figure it out on your own because um, someone's going to influence you. So probably better to be someone who loves you and cares for you. Um, but at the same time, I am um, I'm a true believer in um, if you if you're going to have faith and if you're going to have like a, a, a life belief. Um, and sort of a set of virtues that you like work towards. I think you really need to to choose that for yourself too, yeah. which is another thing I really appreciate. My parents really gave yeah, me. So it's they, like a balance yeah, between the two. Yeah, they never forced me to do anything. Actually, they, well, I remember distinctly my mum asking me what I believed when I was quite yeah. young. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I was young, so I was probably going to err on the side of you know what I've been told. Yeah. Um, but I remember it was my opinion of what I've been told. Yeah. So I think that it would definitely involve our children heavily in our faith. It would be really yeah. important for me to share that. Um, but, you know, come their, you know, adolescence and young adulthood and everything, I'm not going to um, fear that they don't share my beliefs yeah. to a T. I want them to, if they had to be, you know, spiritual people or people with faith, I want them to have their own. Yeah. Um, otherwise, they don't have one anyway. I think it's almost yeah. like if you go too far either way, yeah, yeah, like they'll rebel. They yeah. want to rebel, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, I love a philosophical <laughs> discussion, so I think it would be challenging for me if my children don't enjoy that. Yeah. Um, because hmm. because that's how I would share my yeah. faith with them would be. Yeah. Um, you know why even in the face of contradiction or you know um, or you know kind of. Uh, rationale, I can still hold beliefs that seem to be, you know, like uh, a stretch. And then on the flip side, you know, like maybe if they were, you know, more of the spiritual type, yeah. how I could also be so comfortable with, you know, you know, glaring contradictions between, you know, science and and religion and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Will, will they? Will, like, will you take them to church? Or definitely. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, I think so. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Just, I think so. Definitely. No, no, I was just I, in my mind. I was going through like what what that would look like. But yeah, because like would, that could be something. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I'm like, more in the community. Yeah. Like church is yeah. a an air, an area or an outlet for that. Yeah, there's not a lot of churches that share my um, outlook on on Christianity and faith. Yeah. Um, and they would probably teach a more black and white traditional version in like sort of your 
you um, yeah, rich yeah, kids' church thing. Yeah, but I'm okay. But I'm okay with that because I think that, like, honestly, like high school and primary school science does a similar thing. Like, we're not asking. We, what I think will be important will be for me to tell my kids that you know I don't expect you know don't assume that you know everything, um, and 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 let things build and grow and change. It's okay to change your opinion. Yeah. Um, and let things you know develop, and that also like that adults. Just because they're old and they sound like they know what they're talking about, don't necessarily. <laughs> and also, like, but that's tough because kids. Yeah, yeah. We're because, still trying to figure everything out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the other, like I we're remember realizing that sort of you know mid twenties. I'm like, wait, shit. I'm supposed to be an adult now and know stuff. Mm. <laughs> and I feel like I know less. And you look around for someone who's adulting more. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you realize that no one really is, and you're like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> I think. If anything, the two of you will want to make sure that your kids are seeking to be the most informed about no matter what it is. So if you can inform them about your beliefs mm. and things, mm. they can make their own decision, but it's your job to inform them, give them all the tools and the information more than yeah. make up their mind for them, I think is what you're... Yeah, teach them how to think. Yeah, probably yeah. yeah. that's kind of like... Yeah, because I wrote down empathy before because that's like something that you want to instill in them. Mm. But that like critical thinking and ability to mm-hmm. dissect what they're told is probably yeah. like... You know, kind of thinking, well, shit. When I, when we get to this stage in, you know, twenty or thirty years, mm. I'll be like, what's my? What are the things I want to instill in my kids? And like that ability to think critically and not take yeah. anything as gospel is probably yeah. number one. Yeah, I think yeah. that healthy skepticism, maybe, yeah. and because that's that's much like you guys and very scientific. As long as they don't play soccer, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, about, actually, I haven't even talked about what sports they'll play over the last. Sports. <laughs> this is yeah. the thing. So. Obviously, when you're young, you're very, music you're like a sponge, you can take anything in. Yeah, what are yeah. the things that you guys want to throw at them early and hope they, because well, put it this way, if yeah. I learned a language in primary school as opposed to high school, yeah. you have much better grasp of those kind of things. So the Japanese you, in primary school, I can't remember anything. That's just a, that's a youth problem. <laughs> that's a youth problem. What, what are the things that you guys want to like put in front of them or give them early on, like sports or academic stuff, music? Well, probably a little bit of everything, see what sticks. But um, Sam and I both like music, playing instruments and stuff, so I think that's one we're definitely keen. I think with sports, like, it's just a case of what they'd like to do. I'd like to get them a trampoline very early on because that helps with their coordination and stuff. That's cool, yeah. Force reuse is really important. Ability to create tension and things. Yeah. When's Vertus going to do Vertus Kids? It's starting next term, so hurry up. hello. (laughs) Hurry up. Shout out to the parents in the area who want to get their kids a leap. Um, <coughs> yeah, well, because I think of that that question from a uh, physical and nervous de- developmental side, mm. right? <coughs> I think I think I want, and like I'm just going with my kids, right? But this is how I'm going to okay, coach. Okay, this is how I'm going to coach your kids, by the way. Just so you know, mm. um, th- like there's that resilient side of things and that. Um, that ability to remove ego and stuff like that. So I think the, but learn a skill at the same time. So I think something like a martial art when they're young will, will be really is an incredibly strong tool because that's, and then it's all, you know, it's mm. martial arts, depending on which one, they're all very much internal battles as well as the external stuff. So I think that'd be really important. Something like gymnastics for body control um, and movement and you know ability to create tension and move move well is another one but then <clears throat> having the and like kids like from a sports science point of view 
and from a oh well obviously point of view they shouldn't generalise really early they shouldn't be yeah. my kid's five is a footballer right mm. so <clears throat> I think those two in, as individual sports um, I love my kid to get into athletics as a like you know it's it it's teaches heaps of different skills mm-hmm. speed power endurance all that kind of stuff <clears throat> so that's another um, individual sport but then have them playing two or three or four team sports mm-hmm. so they learn that holy shit it's not all on me they learn how to win and lose and mm-hmm. improve and grow as a, as a team mm-hmm. leadership um, yeah so having them in te- in sports that they're not necessarily good like good at as well so what would you do if your kid was just like super not interested uh, they'd still learn how to, the movement side of things. So, like, yeah. I, I, it wouldn't be a... Well, every kid loves gym. Because I thought, this as well. I'm like, what if your kid doesn't like sport? My like, brother hated it. Growing up, I didn't like sport. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, I kind of... And this is one of those ones I, like, I kind of wish I'd been forced to do more now. Like, yeah. I really mm-hmm. love basketball now, but I didn't start playing until I was 19. Like, yeah. You're like, man, yeah, imagine I if I played when I was in school. primary school. I could be and good. I could be joined. Like, I just had yeah. better hand-eye coordination from playing a sport, regardless. Yeah. yeah. Just those kind of things. So I think... This is obviously a very uh, novice and uninformed opinion because yeah. I don't have kids yet, but yeah. I'd love to make sure that my kid is doing some kind of movement, yeah. some kind of music, yeah. and some kind of like extracurricular, yeah. whether it's creative or... Team sports. Yeah, yeah. I think team yeah. sports. Yeah. I think team is good it's, just it teaches for a so team. much about life. Like I, I talk about the gym as, yeah. a, as an opinion for life, but team sports is the same. Like yeah. You learn how to win, you learn how to lose, you learn how to work hard, like yeah. all those kind of things. And then, so I think... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pavel's still here. I forgot about Pavel. He's sleeping. Um, I, I, I think he's, he's dreaming. He's running. I think having a <laughs> <He's> <laughs> dreaming. Dreaming. Okay. having like balls in their hands, different size balls. Uh-huh. Um, you know, maybe a bat. I never like I never <laughs> played anything or did anything with a bat. Um, you never played cricket? No, I didn't play cricket. <laughs> oh, athletics was yeah. I mean, Saturdays, summer. right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, ath- like something that where they can express what they're able to do, yeah. and you know. Hopefully my kid loses most races until they're 12 and then yeah. they decide to dive into yeah. it all. But, like, I think it doesn't really matter what it was. So if they change their mind, like, I played T-ball when I was younger and I didn't yeah. like it. I played footy for a year and I was yeah. like, yeah, cool, we won the flag, I'm done now, right? That's it. <laughs> I did gymnastics for a term. I'm so pissed off mum didn't make me keep doing it. And this is the thing. Yeah. So I come back and I'm like, why didn't you make me do it a little bit more? Yeah. Like, obviously you don't want to force your kid to do anything they don't like. But I think there's well, a balance. But yeah. there's a balance. Well, of you like, have to. It's like, okay, well, if you're not going to do this yeah. sport, what yeah. sport are you going to do? do yeah. You have to pick a yeah. sport. Well, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Like, I remember there would have been, you know, I trained three times a week for running mm-hmm. through like 11, 11 onwards, like as well as footy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, Thursdays, and some Sundays when we weren't playing footy, athletics on a Saturday, or cross country throughout the year, Jeez. footy on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's not much, mate. So Remove, it's like an hour and a half. Wait a second, that's a commitment from parents as well. That's yeah, exactly yeah, well, 100%. But we didn't do any weekend sports because yeah. my mum was like, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, so like, I'm, I'm incredibly fortunate that mum and dad. Drove, drove us to that stuff so mm-hmm. yeah running training a couple of times a week running like competing on a Saturday playing footy on a Sunday all like all that kind of stuff I remember you know multiple times where I'd be like 4.30 I'd be like I don't want to go we'd start at 5 or 5.30 or something I'd be like, I don't want to go and dad would be like you go and then you know there'd be this big song and dance and I'd go and love it and mm-hmm. you know train hard and see all my friends and stuff like that and it was always you know you don't want to let your coach down and stuff like that yeah. but that or you don't want to let the people that are there down and stuff like that. And, and that instilled like I reckon that's a big reason why I've been able to be semi-successful in a bunch of the stuff I've done is because I've had that mm-hmm. consistency and that 
show up even when you don't want to yeah. drill into yeah. me from a young age very, yeah. just because yeah. you don't want to doesn't mean you just get to not it doesn't mean you shouldn't yeah, yeah. Um, so that's something I'll, I'll I think that's called good parenting yeah yeah um, so the, shout out to Rob Dog and, folks, and, yeah. uh, and Mama Wallace yeah because you know I don't you don't want to be that helicopter parent that's over the top and overbearing and, and you know like oh you don't want to you don't have to that's yeah I, but I don't want to be like that no. mm. um I don't want my kids to ever receive a medal or a ribbon for anything they didn't deserve. Yeah. Or didn't work hard for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Might not have a choice in it. School might hand it out. Genuinely. Take them out of class. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one. Like, yeah. if they worked hard for it and didn't win, then fine. But it should just be, why don't you work You can't up? just get one for rocking up. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's dumb. It's like, it's like the idea that, I mean, I get why you don't keep scoring, like, under... 10s footy or whatever the kids can count but, the yeah way. yeah but it's something every <laughs> kid it's yeah. like adults think kids are dumb and I remember being a kid and taking advantage of this because yeah. I remember being like I can get away with this because I just think I don't know the I just think I don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well I didn't know about money but I knew about like adults <laughs> thinking kids didn't know what was going on yeah. um, and I just like everybody knew who the good footy player was yeah. and everyone knew whether they were losing or whether they were winning I'm sure um, and it wasn't even like you didn't, no one even needed to explain it to you yeah. like you just yeah. if you watched footy like on TV you uh, yeah, well, that was the other thing. So my dad um, and his twin were really good football players. Like, um, like pa- played in Gippsland and for Hastings, won a few flags. I think one Steve might have won Best and Ferris and everything. Yeah. Um, but they Is were it like Steve. No one will know. Yeah, could be. <laughs> could be right. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's actually a story about that when they played. They really. played an interleague. Like they were playing. It was like Metro versus Country. Yeah. Um, and they both got selected for Country, but of course the umpires in the other league they didn't know that there was two of them. Yeah. So Steve got he best on ground because the guy's like, I looked up in the fourth pocket. There he is in the back pocket. And there he was again. He got like must have got fifty touches. He kept kicking it to himself. Yeah. That was and dad, <laughs> apparently, Dad just kind of huddled behind some of the big. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so I played footy when yeah. I was younger, um, but then I never kicked on. Um, yeah. Like it was funny were, too. Were you, were you like what you consider good at footy? Uh, I was decent. Yeah. Like I wasn't, I wasn't great. I don't reckon I would have been as good as my dad was because um, yeah. I was totally different body shape. Like yeah. I'm six four and kind of tall and kind of gumbo, and dad was he's like probably five eight and just a nugget really yeah. really agile you know he's like the opposite to me pretty much weird that he had me as a kid um, so but I could kick really well so he the first thing he taught me was how to kick a drop punt and he refused to let me kick a torpedo or a drop <laughs> kick man, or anything barrels. else no check sides he's like until you kick a drop punt I really appreciated that I, I remember that. being at Oz kick and being proud that me and my dad were the only two parents and kids that could kick to each other without yeah. like stuffing it up yeah that's <laughs> awesome hey what is that a drop punt. Oh my goodness. Spin, ball spins backwards. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's, it's, a, nice, it's a nice looking kick. Yeah. Okay. yeah so like, yeah, my kids will learn how to kick. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing like, cause it'd be interesting cause I was like fortunate enough whether it was just lucky or yeah. practice or whatever. Cause I, I remember kicking a footy with dad a thousand times. Yeah. And, you know, every minute that the sun was out, we'd spend time kicking the footy out the back or out the front with our neighbors and stuff. And I was lucky enough to be one of those better players growing yeah. up. So it'd be like, a completely different childhood experience to me if yeah. I wasn't one of the kids that could run or wasn't yeah. one of the kids that could play footy well and stuff like that. I was a battler. Yeah. Well, I ended up playing tennis later on, and I'm kind of like like and I like if I'd started that when I was younger, I think I would have been like because I I picked it up really quickly and I I got yeah. pretty good at it. Um, we won a f- actually no, I never won a grand final we lost three grand finals in a row so it would be like Milosh um, yeah yeah pretty much I'm like a big serve and that's it but um, but I kind of wish I'd played that earlier because I think I would have been good I only picked it up when I was like sort of 14 
um, which is like if anyone who knows tennis kids, they're usually playing when they're like five years old or something. Yeah. So what's what's the plan? Like, what age are you know. thinking at the moment, off the top of your head, <clears throat> to go sport time, music time? I don't I'll give them their my first football when they're like, well, because well, even a day old. Yeah. So yeah. Like, give an example. Like be coming Jen. out. I'll be like, here's a football. Yeah. Jen's mm-hmm. going to a sports thing at the moment. And Shout he, out to Jen. 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 my man. He's already can kick far better than any yeah. other kids just from being exposed to a ball and yeah. people in the gym all he's the allowed time. to kick inside yeah things like that apparently like, you can stuff race. if you yeah. teach them how to kick inside then they're going to be able to slot yeah. doors oh, and man. all that shit yeah. but so he's already far ahead just from being having a ball around and yeah. available to him mm-hmm. than some of the other kids yeah. and he's like not even three yet yeah so there's never too early but what at what stage you go okay What's your sport? What's your music? What's your kind of thing? I, mean, I started learning and you piano. You can change and chop yeah. and change, I think. But as long as you're doing something in each of those zones yeah. to keep you stretched, I guess. I reckon music's like probably like as soon as you start primary school, you can start like if you're handwriting, you primary can learn to play piano. Play recorder. Yeah. Yeah, we. Um, <laughs> no records. <laughs> I I started. We got a piano from some like random great aunt or something when she she passed away we inherited a piano and mum always would um, tinker she never really learnt but she had a really good ear and then we went to some concert or something with, and um, got a cassette tape because that was cool um, and um, I really got obsessed with it Rachman off yeah. the movement and I, and I would sit there and listen to it and then I learnt the, the whole start just on my own like sitting in front of the piano and mum was like Oh shit! That's cool. <laughs> and so she like enrolled me in lessons. Then I would have been like grade two. We were in America, so probably grade two. But um, the person she enrolled me in was useless and yeah. taught me everything wrong. Oh. So when I came back to Australia and I was about how old? Um, I would have been about ten. I um, I went to a really fantastic teacher, yeah. and he was just like, "We have to start again." And in fact, <laughs> go from beyond because we have to unlearn all unlearn. of this. That's really interesting. So that's another thing to consider. Yeah, because like some like the kid, if they find something they love, they're going to dive into it and do it regardless yeah. whether they have someone to teach them or not. Like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like Dave Grohl, yeah. someone that everyone knows, he's had one guitar, uh, one drumming lesson ever. Yeah, yeah. And, he's, and apparently he walked out because that's he's like just sad. like. Sam can just play the drums. This guy's a nerd. I just think if you're going to play the drums, you just just, just do it. The drums is like the easiest instrument in the world. Anyone who's like, okay, being a really good drummer takes some skill, but just being a basic drummer is super easy. Skill and consistency in practice, right? No, not even. You can't can't just sit down and grab a guitar and play a chord. You need to know what you're doing. And the same with the piano. You can't just wax and tease. If I sat down in front of a drum kit and started hitting it, it would sound No, but just in your mind, just be like, what does it sound like? And just go like, okay. So there are a couple of the different types of people in this world, Sam. You're one of those ones. I'm one of the... No. I need to don't, talk, don't, 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 don't talk yourself down. I reckon you can do it. Yeah. Sam, well, you have to just acknowledge you're a freak. No, nah, you're a bit of a freak. Well, I'll just, so, no. what, what instrument though? Because you've talked to me about this. What piano. You think is, yeah. Piano. Yeah. <laughs> no, if you do piano, you do... It's rhythm. It's um, it's melodic. It's a bit yeah. of everything. Chords. Um, it's structure. Like, pianos, it's not cool. Well, maybe it's getting cool again now. But um, but it'll give you a good foundation and you can kick yeah, on from there. It's really yeah. fun yeah. too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's cool, yeah. Not? yeah. Well, it's more about like what it will teach them. And I think... Um, I really appreciate the fact that my parents yeah. like sort of really encouraged me to kick on with piano until I got mm-hmm. to a point where I also enjoyed it because I was good enough to enjoy it. Yeah. Because it's not enjoyable when you crap. Yeah. You have to keep getting better. Right? Like if you, if, you, yeah. if you start like if you start at 30% then yeah. you're well ahead of the guy, kids that, are, that yeah. suck at 0%. Yeah. And I think like 
I'm reflecting now, you just go, oh man, imagine if, yeah. and like, and it's hard not to, but like, I mean, it's done now, but you go, if I had just a solid foundation, I could choose yeah. all but, these avenues but, of music or all right. these, you still can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well, that's it, like, there's no, no reason you can't. Here's a question for you two. Yeah. Not from, so, in 10 years, when we're sitting down and doing a 10 year reunion podcast, <laughs> your kids are going to be 10. What are the things that you guys are going to do to either look after yourselves or not look after, but what are the things you guys are going to work on or learn or, or focus on for yourselves, not for your kids, <laughs> that you know, in 10 years you can look back and go, on, yeah, I've spent 10 years getting better at this. Is there, is there something? That's good. That's a, that's good. That's a great question, actually. Um, I think that... Hey, Pav. <laughs> He's awake. Oh, hey. I hope our kids are as easy as that. Just <laughs> fall asleep on the floor. I think that I it will be important for me, and I think that me and Eliza probably um, will keep each other accountable to this to make sure that we're still okay. <laughs> uh, that we're still investing in each other and yep. everything. Um, I don't like kids can kids not only can they will consume so much of the time you probably previously spent being selfish. Yeah. All the attention. Um, and so I'd like to think that we still have managed to um, continue to fall more and more in love and be close with each other, yeah. you know, but with, you know, a couple of other kecks in the mix. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I haven't, I, I, I definitely sort of roll with the punches a lot of the time. For someone who thinks so much about everything, it's funny how, um, uh, sort of unplanned like a lot of stuff will be for me in terms yeah. of like well, I have to do this I'll be like oh we'll see what happens and I'll and I'll see is that informed basically on how your life's gone so far yeah some things like I've made some decisions and big plans that I follow through on things like starting a business or you know like playing piano or whatever or studying and everything yeah, yeah. but in terms of um, you know some of more of the life choices like you know falling in love I just let myself <laughs> do that <laughs> no 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 like I want to hear the rebuttal <laughs> No, as in like it wasn't. I didn't like. I didn't, you know, have this strategy or plan. You know, like I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go. Oh, I have to fall in love by twenty-two or whatever and be married by twenty-five. I was kind of just letting letting it happen. You're like actively fighting against it. (laughs) (laughs) I know what the hell is I think. (laughs) No, you're not my best friend, Eliza. But you weren't at the time. Jeez. Yeah. Well, that was his response when I said I loved him. Oh. <laughs> what, no, your best friend? No, you didn't say you loved me. You said that I was your best friend. Yeah. Oh. And I was like, no, TJ's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> You're a piece of shit. Marry TJ then. And then I tried, <laughs> to, I would. I tried to break up with him and he cried. Oh. <laughs> Manipulative son of a bitch. And now you have a tweet. That's like a goosebump story. It's like choose your own adventure. It's just yeah. like, oh, go to page seventy eight. Oh, now he's crying. Oh, <laughs> go to page eighty two. Undo. Twins. What? This is a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, one for me is like, it's probably pretty topical now. Is diet and yeah. allergies and all those kind of things. Hey. Yeah. Coming from <laughs> science backgrounds and you cafe, definitely we see a lot of allergy stuff happening now. Yeah. What are your thoughts on exposing kids or not exposing kids to things? Um, yeah. Oh, I, I think, um, like, my middle brother was had really bad, like, hospital level, like, he was always in hospital with asthma, and he had a very extreme allergy to eggs and milk. Even touching eggshells would make him blow up. Wow. Um, but then he grew out of it. Yeah, so right. I'm just aware that, and Sam's got, like, hay fever and stuff, and so I'm aware that, you know, 
that could happen, but also, like, you know, um, oh, geez, I hope they don't have allergies. I'd love to try it. Like, we're definitely not going to be, like, sheltering them and keeping them in little bubbles. Like, mm-hmm. I want them to... Because if you did, when, when you bring them to the gym and you'd be they're trying to get, just sneak, them out, just get yeah. sneak them out and rub their face in the dirt. Exactly. Well, I think that's... I mean, this, and the science around that's pretty clear is Except, it like here's where it gets funny because yeah. apparently if you grew up on like a farm kind of situation you're more less likely to have allergies yeah. Sam all of his siblings have allergies yeah. except Pete just and imagine how decrepit we'd be if we didn't grow up on a farm yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah there yeah. you go because yeah I grew up um, in just suburbia and yeah. we're all fine mm-hmm. yeah. But, um, yeah so I mean we'll see like like I'm not gonna you know if kids are you know allergic to stuff I'm not gonna be like no Toughen up, yeah. But um, but at the same time, I'll go with the the best medical practice of the time yeah. to try and deal. They with do it. that exposure therapy yeah. stuff with. Well, I think that's very important now. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you should expose your kids in yeah. safe Small. amounts of. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm gluten intolerant. I know that. Like, if I don't eat gluten, um, or even if I eat really minimal amounts of it, I feel, you know, let's say ten percent healthier in my gut and everything. Yeah. But that ten percent for me takes say 20% enjoyment of life away and so I've like no no you know I made that in, it's no because I'm, I'm a foodie I made that way up beer like, 10% you know, beer yeah. 10% I'm going to have a beer yeah exactly beer. and so and so I've kind of um, I, I've made that decision and, and it's the same with dairy I'm not a huge milk fan I, don't, I hate milk as it stands but I'll have one milk coffee a day because yeah. I want to know what my customers are drinking and yeah. I don't mind it um, and I love cheese so I eat cheese yeah good. Mm, cheese yeah. Yeah, I just think it's interesting that um, if you intentionally yeah. keep things from your kids, you stand stands to reason that you're just gonna, when they do finally get exposed to it one day, they're gonna have a mm. interesting reaction potentially to it. Yeah. Like I was watching something about peanuts not so long ago, and there was a girl with a very severe peanut allergy, but she is now like microdosing herself yeah. Yeah, yeah. with tiny like milligrams of peanuts every day, and her allergy is decreasing. And yeah, her, yeah, it does. So. I mean, that's well, they're going to have Pavlov licking their faces. Yeah, like, I think that's that's minutes, important. Like so to to, I mean, you, you're trying to create hardy, tough humans that can survive. Robust is the word we use. Robust. Yeah. 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 Is the word robust? Good. Robust. Ah. I like it. But yeah, I think that's. I figured you guys would be somewhere. Yeah, I think so. I mean, but the, and this is the other thing. I'm so like like laughing at the start of the podcast that in you know five years time we'll just listen to it and be like, ha, fools. But I'm I'm happy to change my opinion, but. Um, and a lot of people say, oh, you can't, you're not allowed to have opinions on parenting, you know, unless you're a parent. But um, that's just stupid because everyone, everybody's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's experienced it, you know, like, you know, at least as a child. So, um, yeah, what? I, yeah. Most of my life I've been a child. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> to be honest, so. I'm still a child. I just have responsibilities now that yeah. I should run away from. Well, maybe you shouldn't have, yeah. No. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Mm. It's kind of exciting. That's, you know, you get to explore that. Um, whilst being responsible for you know two little mini humans mm. this is the other one and it's what science experiment are you con- going to conduct yes. you have a control that you can keep normal <laughs> and one that you can mess with what are you going to do well it depends hopefully they're like born the same size and everything one's not like inferior because then <laughs> well, that's what they call it inferior superior no, like no, the, that's funny. So <laughs> but um yeah because then then it'll be easier I thought the idea could be fun to vaccinate them both, but never tell them. Just tell, yeah. them. tell them one of them's vaccinated and one of them's not. Yeah. And one of them's that's protected complex. by herd immunity. <laughs> yeah, and say, one of you, we can't remember, yeah. mm. but one of you... No, that would probably fuck them up. Have you guys read the book Biology of Belief? Mm. Okay, you're going to read it when I've finished it. I'm like three girls way through it. 
it's gnarly. Not important for the podcast listeners, unless you want to read Biology of Belief. There's also a Bruce Lipton, if anyone's wondering. There's also Is that a sponsor a, of this podcast? No, it's not, but it's a great book. So of Lipton Tea Fan, I No, no. Different guy. Oh, okay. Um, probably some relation. Um, there's all, he's also got a couple of lectures online, if you want to watch on YouTube, if you're a watcher rather than a reader. Um, but it just talks about how, how obviously... Darwinism and and the the role of genetics and how we kind of got stuck into the mindset of it controls everything and how our environment is is going to be the biggest yeah. controller of who we are and how things work and stuff like that. You love it. You yeah. from it. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that certainly is. Yeah, there's lots of little tests you can do though, like little <laughs> experiments. I'm just curious to see because I know one thing that I've been reading and I think with identical twins it's even more fascinating is whether one walks significantly sooner or talks or yeah. you know from a developmental point of view yeah. you know the difference is there given that you're as, they're as close to each other as any humans can be mm. um, yeah that'll be fascinating mm. like so oh, you know things like my dad and his uh, twin they had their own language they couldn't speak they actually struggled with yeah, speech they had, to go to a they had a, like, like seriously a language that um only they could understand. I think they're they can't remember it now. Was it vocal or was it? It was vocal. Yeah, yeah it was, it was it like an audible language. Yeah. Until they were like older. That's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. Because like they just spent so much time with each other that they didn't need to communicate with other people as Apparently much as themselves. Apparently, it's, it's not unheard of. No, no, it's, it's pretty common with identical twins. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. That'd be cool. So I'm not too. special. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. <laughs> yeah. Cause, well, because like I guess they're going to be able to communicate. They're in their own way before you guys are going to yeah. be able to communicate with them mm-hmm. um, properly. And it's going to be cool to see them yeah. as two separate humans experiencing the world together. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm super excited to kind of be a fly on the wall watching them grow up. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's going to be exciting. Cool. Bring him into Virtus, chucking him on a prowler. Uncle Wallace and Uncle Tommy just yeah. you know, leading them astray. Yeah. They can come to Common Folk and Rose me anytime. I feel like, to be honest, if you're their influences, you'd probably be leading them back to the path. <laughs> Given what I'll probably do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, kids, we're going to go to the brewery. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely think hey, you I'm going to need you guys before? <laughs> to help. Yeah. <laughs> I might just call you one day and be like, oh, you need Actually, well, it's interesting. Take, help take an irresponsible adult. <laughs> yeah, you've called the wrong number. Well, yeah. well, me and Eliza have had discussions about, you know, whether there's anything we disagree with about like sort of parenting stuff anything yeah. major yeah and like so yeah. sort of things like well we've got some things we agree with like like one thing that we both felt was pretty important was we're both quite loud people yeah um but i we don't want to <coughs> you mostly eliza less oh, you i can get loud this, but, yeah. <laughs> um but we don't want to i mean being loud in front of them is fine but we don't want to yell in anger in yeah. front of the kids cool. especially when they're young yeah um and that'll be a challenge i think like like yeah. i'm not saying like anyone who knows this will be like what shit you guys yell at each other and i'm like no it's just any conversation <laughs> so if we're angry then it's just a loud conversation we're very loud yeah. we're very flash in a pan kind of arguers yeah. so we'll like get very like that's stupid and then we'll yeah. be like fine and cuddling on the yeah. couch yeah. or something like it's not it never is serious but we don't want I don't want kids that yeah, think well, yeah, that kids don't know that yeah. that all that's normal mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. and also it can like freak them right out mm-hmm. I remember the first time my parents argued in front of us I was like What's happening? In high school, yeah. and it still kind of was a bit weird. Really? Yeah, because they yeah, and they don't they don't fight very much. Yeah. They have little squabbles. But neither do my parents. Like my dad's yeah. super gentle kind of guy, soft yeah. spoken. Yeah, I think so. it's important. They don't. Yeah, just never. Don't. 
big fights. Mm. Um, what about things like, uh, like I actually thought about this the other day because I just always assumed I'd do it, but things like, you know, Father Christmas and the Easter Bunny and everything, <laughs> just roll that. Well, we take them to church, so we're already, already caught oh, up. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> there can only be, you know, a number of, you know, like mm. enigmatic figures. Yeah, because it's actually funny that, like, I don't think people are like, oh, don't ruin Christmas for them. And I feel like the only thing you're ruining is the corporate experience <laughs> of it. Because if Christmas is going to be special. You're such a hippie. If you, yeah. if you like, that just kind of like, oh, we're giving you the presents. You know what I mean? Like, how yeah. cool is that? Your mum and dad are buying presents? No, you, you know, just, you just want, want to have the fun. Yeah, you just want the validation, the pat on the back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Instead of say, thanks, Santa, and you're just sitting there. Oh, you're teaching them the ability to believe in something they can't see and feel and touch. Yeah, which is important, I think, sometimes. Yeah. You know, because that's what you know, gravity and stuff. You know, yeah. floating off in the space. Oh yeah, Santa you can feel his, gravity if I fall off the table. True. Well, no, you feel the ground. I don't feel gravity. I yeah. feel the effects of gravity. Yeah. yeah. What about like protecting? It's like you feel the effects of Father Christmas when you wake up in this presence. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you've sold me. I'm doing it. It's scientific. <laughs> like protective, you're going to let everyone hold them and oh, yeah. let them run around. When they're and... super young though, and apparently this is like a thing, right? Because when they're really, really young, before they have their first vaccinations, yeah. um, you have to be a bit careful that make sure that... Because... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> apparently, yeah, because like... We can all be carriers of like whooping cough and all those whatever mm. bad things, but like you don't really display it because our immune systems are fine. But when they're super mm. yeah. brand new now, kids are most likely going to be premies, and so they'll be really. Um, you have to like make sure everyone has their like boosters before they hold them yeah. for like the first like fifteen days or something, yeah. which apparently can cause issues in families. Really? What? Yeah, I've heard people. In terms of getting had, offended. Yeah. Oh, can people just not get offended? No, no, Shut people are allowed to get offended. I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh if if I cool. Well, well, is that the thing? Like, I'll like, expose no, my child to this. I can't imagine any of our but actually caring. But no, but like yeah. I've I know that like my all my nephews and everything I've been given to hold immediately. Yeah, you have. But yeah. you. So is it? I didn't actually didn't know it was a thing that you're but, not supposed to. Yeah. No. Um. Well. Um. It's like not taking your puppy to the dog park so it doesn't get puppy. Yeah. yeah exactly. But um. Yeah. I, I I don't know why none of your siblings have been focused on that, but also. Um, you travel to Africa and so do I and stuff so then we we are like all set with our boosters and everything yeah but they didn't like, no one asked yeah I, know. I guess so. <laughs> well yeah. I guess it's like not really people don't realise yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, that's the first I heard of that being a thing you were supposed to do. I think it's one, like, I look at something like that and it's one of those things when we know better, we do better. So yeah. if, you, if you're aware of it, at least uh, you can make, take, yeah. make the... I feel like that statement, well, for science communication, that statement's so wrong. Yeah. It's like but, but proven we, to not be but true. But we do the best we can with what we've got, right? No, you yeah, just do you know the best. Better, yeah, it makes you, you feel the best, like to fit in with the people you're around. Well, just it's just the idea of deficient um, information. Like if oh, if we told people all the reasons why vaccinations are good, then that's well, why. Yeah, yeah, it's not. You're not governed by logic. Okay. So it's a bad motivation. If you know, if you know better, that doesn't mean you'll do. Yeah, better. yeah. but if you're, aware, if but you're, they don't know better. They you're getting told it's better. Yeah, they don't know that themselves. Yeah. But you also, their motivation like, isn't you know yeah. like okay, their motivation is they want to look after their kids. Yeah. Like, and this is where this is where like you know I'm not going to backtrack on my statement of thinking vaccinations are a, a positive for the world. Yeah. Um, but in terms of my understanding of why people would be skeptical of them is that all they're trying to do is do the best for their kids, yeah. and that's yeah. their understanding of that. And so, what's a much more proven record 
of getting people to get on board with, you know, sort of scientific advancements and things is rather than saying you're wrong, science is right, it's talking to them about why they're motivated to believe what they believe and then sharing the fact that you probably share the same motivation in the case of vaccinations is to protect your children yeah. and then enter into the conversation that way. Yeah, and I mean, every every good psychologist knows that, like, you know, you can't convince someone by telling them they're wrong. You need to get on their side and take them on a journey. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I get, it's actually funny because I'm like, I told people to fuck off earlier in the podcast. But, like, I actually. <laughs> I get, but you're wrong. Yeah, I think it's really funny when people get upset at um, people who, you know, don't share their opinion as if somehow they've done that to spite the other person. It's like, no, they haven't. It's just their opinion. And more importantly, if you want them to get around you know what you believe in then you need to enter into a relationship with them and a conversation and a journey because yeah. like it's like I mean everyone share, everyone had like a stupid opinion when they were a teenager and yeah. it's like the, it's, and I feel like sometimes these days a lot of people in sort of you know Gen Y or whatever and Facebook warriors it's like you know as soon as they realise their opinion was wrong and change it they all of a sudden you know like start fighting against all the people who yeah. they shared an opinion with just 12 months ago yeah. and it's like mate like give people a chance yeah. you know like <laughs> Like, you know, you've got to go into that conversation with the understanding that you might be wrong as well. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, if you go in with the I'm right no matter what, yeah. then you just can be met with resistance. Yep. But from both ends, and no one wins. Well, let's put it this way if it came out tomorrow that vaccinations, you know, actually were a terrible thing and weren't actually helping, um, and, and I could understand that and see how, you know, science takes, came to that conclusion. It takes time to yeah. get it to change but, your mindset. But I'd like right? to think that, yeah, hopefully I would like, you know, you know, trust people who have invested their lives and intelligence into, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm a bit of a stubborn bastard. So. Yeah, but you'll be stubborn for a point of time. Yes. For a period of time. Yeah. All right, we've got a bunch bunch of, like, short, sharp questions to finish off with. Okay. Tommy and I are going to throw one to each. <laughs> First one. <laughs> Tommy's like, what? Got any go-to names? None, no, no, none that we're going to share. Yeah, I can tell you some that were like marked off the list. Yeah, that's fine. Go. So I can't call if it's girl. I can't call her Jemima because apparently it sounds too much like vagina, according to Eliza. <laughs> she would just get teased. Yeah. Yeah. Which is disappointing. Yeah. Um, Sam also wanted to. He he liked Jimbo and Nelson. Yeah, not Jimbo. And I was like, both of those are like the Jimbo bullies from yeah, Jimbo. the bullies from The Simpsons. I didn't say Jimbo. Nelson. No, I didn't mind Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have feelings, boys or girls? No. You know what? This shows how stupid that is because I had a feeling that one was a boy and one was a girl, so that's just whack. Not possible. Not <laughs> possible. So, um, just, yeah, confirm the information. Right? Yeah, no, I'm just going to... Yeah. I, I think we're not going to find out now. No. I, like, I genuinely don't care. Like, like yeah. I actually thought about Same. it because when there was a chance that we could have one of each, I thought maybe if we found out that wasn't the case, that I would then care whether it was boy, two boys or two girls. But now that we know for sure that it's either two boys or two girls, yeah. like I've genuinely sat on it and I like, I just don't care. I've never been like, I need a son or I've never been like, oh, I need daddy's little girl. I just don't care. Mm. Um, I'm going to be so stoked. Yeah, <laughs> like, they could be know. intersex and I'll be bloody stoked. I don't give a shit. Yeah, Bring it on. That's cool. Like this can be taken as a really broad question, but I want like a really simple answer. What are you most excited for? Uh, there'll be a couple of little people who <laughs> love us more than any other people in the world like you know just the neatest I think that'd be really beautiful yeah 
I thought more immediate term, I'm excited to feel them. Because yeah. we had a scan this week, and on the scan you could see them moving around, and one of them kind of like punches the other one, and the other one's like, ooh! <laughs> 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 they, they just moved around. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, I didn't realise they moved at this point. Yeah. But um, So they said pretty soon I'll start feeling what's like butterflies or something in your stomach. Wow. So I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So that's a bit more immediate what I'm looking forward to. But. Mm. Doing good. <laughs> Tommy has thought of his next question. Definitely haven't. Good. Uh, well, that's it. <laughs> well, no, it's covered it all. Th- I think. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on and sharing step one of the process. I'm excited <laughs> to kind of roll through step two and three and four and five and six and seven. Yeah. With you. Um, and yeah, good from you. Thanks everyone for for listening. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to you both. Cheers.